Good morning, good noon time, good noon 30, good afternoon, good good evening, good night, good midnight, good whatever time of day it is. See, I want you to know, hey, I'm Lynn Ferguson, and I approve this message. I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as your host, Lynn Tennyson, on the show Lynn Spins. It's a podcast dedicated to black life in America and all over the world, and it's also dedicated to music. Uh, so do you want to know a little bit more about the slew blues? This episode, we're going to dive into the brew blues. Want to know more? Well, you just sit back, relax, grab a snack, and let's jump in. Lens and events. So, I want to talk about another episode of the Slew Blues. Um. I briefly mentioned this, I think, in a um, in the first Slew Blues episode, but I want to go ahead and delve into the situation because this is my truth, and um, you know I'm fairly certain things were said about me um, throughout the community, um, the LGBTQIA community, by this person who's a part of the community. Um, almost a decade ago when I knew them when this all went down. So seven, eight years ago when I was 21, I was fresh out of the foster care system. I needed a place to stay. And um, I reached out to a person who I had known for years. Allison Brewer is a person I knew. They go by they and them pronouns. I knew them um, way back from Growing American Youth, which is a um, an LGBTQI group uh, in St. Louis. Um, I think it's the most prominent one and has been for some years. Um, you know, just like a support group and connection group and stuff. It connects people in the community, especially, um, well, m- um, mostly people who are between the ages of, um, you know, like 16 um, or 14, 13, and um, 26. And They were one of the um, counselors in the group. And um, for years we hung out, we ended up connecting. Um, uh, We hung out for years after that. I think we connected when I was like 15 or 16. And um, we we ended up smoking, um, drinking, becoming friends, um, hanging out on a regular basis. Um, They told me a lot about their job as a, they were on some educational board for kids fighting for kids with epilepsy, specifically for them to be able to use CBD oil, which was um, um, majorly helping to reduce seizures in a way nothing else was. And um, they found out that I was underage. One day we tried to get into a club together years after we knew each other. And that um, really caused a rift between us because they felt like I was being deceitful, this, that, and the third. Um, even though I've just always been, you know, accustomed to hanging out with people who are substantially older than me. And um, so I just didn't think about it. And we ended up falling off, but um, they came to my aid when I was in need of a place to stay. And I was out of the foster care system and all that good stuff. They knew about this co-op called the California Co-op run by um, Jake Lyon. Field or something like that, and um, some other guy, I forget what, what the other guy's name was, 
but um, it was five people in total. So that would include me. And um, we were all people in the LGBTQI community who were, you know, going to be living together in this house that was in our name. We we're going to build equity, all that good stuff. And um, I was waiting for my, um, for the place to be ready for me to move in. So um, in those two weeks that I was waiting, I ended up being able to stay at, um, uh, you know, Allison let me stay at their partner's house. Um, I believe their car- partner's name is Ro or was Ro. And um, so I ended up staying at the place. I remember when I first walked in, there was some weed on the, like some nuggets of weed on the mantle in the room where, you know, the partner who also goes by the and them pronoun was setting up my bed. So um, after they finished setting up the bed, they looked over to the mantle piece as they walked by it and, or the mantle and they were like, uh, could have sworn I was a little bit more um, green there. Um, it's just funny because, you know, somebody wanted some, I would have given it to them. And it was just like, the insinuation was there that, you know, I had taken some of the weed. And I'm just, I, I, I kind of skated past that because I was just like, well, clearly, I mean, I knew I wasn't guilty of that. So I'm just like, mm. I did mention, you know, oh, well, yeah, that's pretty messed up. It wasn't me. But the way that they reacted, it was almost like they didn't believe it. And like, they were just not going to pursue the situation. And I felt a way about that, but I didn't want to start feeling negatively about the situation when I was just, when I had just walked in the door. Allison ends up meeting me there and Allison um, invites me to this tin can. Um, It looked like a Christmas can. You know, those Christmas cans, uh, tin cans of popcorn and stuff. They got the three different sections of popcorn. Well, the section, well, the divider was taken out and it was just a a tin tin can filled with uh, silver coins. And it had maybe $60 in there. I ended up being invited to it. I used it. Um, she said I could use it for bus fare or if I needed something to eat or whatever the case. This is exactly what I used it for. I used it to um, mostly order from the Kim Dan um, Chinese restaurant around the corner and also for bus fare and stuff like that. When it was time for me to move into the co-op, I moved into the co-op and Things were not going too well. Um, they were, you know, discriminating against me. They didn't like my personality at the place. And then Allison uh, ends up call- calling me and going frantic. Like I've just done her so terribly wrong. Accusing me of stealing all of the money in that tin can. Now I did use the majority of the money in that tin can, the silver coins. But she never told me there was a limit. So this woman just sat up here and entrapped me in a situation where she was inviting me to something, then accusing me of stealing that very thing she invited me to. I know she spread rumor about me throughout the community, being a thief, this, that, and the third. She ended up, um, you know, um, bum rushing me for my money, Um, you know, bullying me for my money at that point. So I ended up giving her um, my paycheck just so that, you know, she wouldn't do something negative. Like, so she wouldn't do something negative, like call the police or something like that. And she threatened to do that. 
And I was just like, you know, being so young, I didn't understand entrapment as much as I do now. And I didn't understand uh, how to fight for myself in that type of situation. Cause it was just so shocking to me. And I was being accused of stealing something. And I was just like, I did not do this. You know, so it's just a horrible situation. So, um, you know, she, you know, goes on this white tirade about, or they go on this white tirade about how they're disappointed and um, they didn't think I would do something like this to them and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, all the years that I've known you, I've never stolen from you. So why would you think that I'm, I've stolen from you now? Why are you accusing me of this? But again, I didn't know how to fight for myself back then. I just went with whatever she said. And that, of course, caused problems with me at the co-op because then people were um, seeing me as a thief. Um, and um, I was quickly squeezed out of that situation. Um, I also, you know, was um, acting differently than I normally would have been because I had just lost a friend of many years um, or an alleged friend. And um, I was also dealing with, you know, these new reputation, reputation issues with these accusations. And it was just a lot. So I was downward spiraling. <laughs> <clears throat> it was just a lot. So I was downward spiraling. So, you know, um, I ended up not being in contact with anybody, losing all of my connections with people in the community. I ended up um, being homeless immediately after that, after being squeezed out of the co-op. I uh, was living in hotels, um, you know, um, having um, um, dangerous sexual escapades um and all kinds of shit and um this all happened as a result of me losing my placement so now i find out that the person who did all of this allison is the diversity and equity inclusion one of the diversity and equity inclusion officers or the dice officers here at slu and she's actually very high up in the department. So it's just crazy because it's just like, this is what happens. You know what I'm saying? These are things that happen. The people who, we wonder why we can't get anywhere. And it's like, the people who are in these positions of power, even in these positions to help people to, you know, fight discrimination and things, are people who discriminate against people and are prejudiced themselves. I'm highly disappointed. I don't trust SLU. I don't trust that they're going to, um, that they're able to respond to um, diversity and equity inclusion issues properly. Um, and I've seen that they have not. Since I've been here, I reached out to DICE and I never heard back with them from them until I had someone at the school who was higher up contact their department. Then all of a sudden, you know, Allison gets back with me and all these other people get back with me for the first time. So I just wanted to bring this to Lens Benz just so that you guys could understand, you know, what I understand about the situation, which is that, you know, in this world, you really got to try. You really got to work against the grain because even in the positions that are supposed to and the organizations that are supposed to help us, we've got people in power who literally aim to harm us.
But I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show, Lynn Spence. And I hope you tune in next time we jump in.